Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Real Flakes Podcast. Mason here. Cody is here. I am. And Josh is here. Josh Nadell. Nadell? Nadell. Adele. Adele. Nice. Uh, how you doing today? Josh, Cody, what's up? Good. You doing good? I'm doing fine. And Josh, you said something funny the other day. What did you call September? Oh, it's October part one. Right. You're already listening to Halloween movies or Halloween songs watching or them. whatever, and watching Saw movies. And jeez, how do you? It's 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 September. It's not October. It's it's the whole it's, thing. it's already we're already here. I understand Time watching Christmas movies. movies after Thanksgiving because it's. Like I don't. That makes no sense. That's ridiculous. After Thanksgiving, like the day yeah, after that's ridiculous. Thanksgiving. That's not wait ridiculous. till wait till the twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and that's it. Just call it a day. What do you mean? You don't watch Christmas movies before Christmas and Christmas Eve? Nah, I just I just keep watching Halloween movies until Christmas and then go back to normal life. Okay, that's weird. That's super weird. Thank you. It's Who needs Christmas movies? I do. Me. We did an episode on it. It was like our fourth one. We talked about Christmas oh, movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's great how amazing your Christmas story is. I don't it's fine. The movie's perfect. It's, it's good. A, it's it's good. It's overplayed though. It's amazing. Well, they literally play it for 24 hours. Does, I they cannot don't need, argue they don't with that. There yeah. are 16 other movies they can play. I'll still take the Home Alones, Elf, and Gremlins over literally anything else Christmas related. But we need a new. We need a new like. There needs to be a new Christmas classic. You know, the closest thing I saw to it was the night before Elf. a couple of years ago, with uh, Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that's not going to be anything like that. Oh, it, it's not going to be a classic. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. That's the it's not family friendly enough. I know, but I think that's the point: is that it's so it's it's so R rated that it's gonna get us reach a certain amount of people. But yeah, nobody's really trying Christmas movies anymore. It's too bad. So today we're gonna be talking about some directorial announcements and Mr. Stephen King, one of the top five Trump era tweeters. Uh, going right now. The guy is fire every single time. Love Stephen King. And he's quite a person too. He's a, he's a, he's a cool dude. So we're going to talk about his adaptations. Uh, he hasn't uh, done anything like noteworthy in a while. Like he hasn't had a book that's like, oh, okay, well, this is a big smash and we got to turn it into a movie ASAP. Like, but... 11, 63. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't see that, but I, I think I would enjoy it. It's a show. It looks pretty good. Yeah. The, that book came out in, like, 2011, I think. Uh, he's in the news now because of It and, to a lesser extent, The Dark Tower. So we're just going to talk about him. There's a lot of movies that he's been involved with and all that. But before we do, we have some breaking, not currently breaking, but already broken movie news. <laughs> so all other news except breaking. Yeah. Related to the world of Star Wars and the DC Cinematic Universe. So we'll start with the most recent one, and that is that none other than Gavin O'Connor is taking the helm with Suicide Squad Dose. Who's that? Warrior. He made The Accountant last year, which I guess, which, Cody, I've later discovered people don't like that movie. Really? Apparently. That movie was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was a very good sort of... Yeah, good, strong word. It's a fine movie. I mean, there's no John Wick, but... I mean, it's, but it's on the spectrum of good, of... Like, it wasn't Great, the worst movie good, I saw that year. Okay, bad, and terrible. It's good. He's taking over Suicide Squad 2. I don't know if I want to say I'm excited, but I'm not dreading this, I guess, as much, because I know there's somebody who has... Now, I guess you can make the argument that Dave, David Ayer had a lot of talent coming into it, too, but it, it it's a good choice, but this is all going to boil down to how DC or Warner Brothers or whatever handles the production, because the thing that was so bad about Suicide Squad was the script, because it was written in, like, six months or something like that, which is probably plenty of time to write a script, but you'd always, more time is, is usually not a bad thing, but, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm coming into this with some cautious, cautious optimism. I'd be more surprised if it's great than if it's terrible. 
uh, than if it's <laughs> just as bad as Suicide Squad 1. Because so, as we both know, DC tends to listen very closely to the criticisms made by the online community. So who knows if that'll help or hurt. But uh, Josh, what do you think? sarcasm or not? No, it's not because, like, remember Man of Steel? He destroyed everything. And then Batman versus Superman, they, like, made it a point to not destroy everything. And that was, like, a big part of the movie. It's like, oh, we're going to have this big fight, but nobody's going to get hurt except Superman. You know? Spoilers. Well, yeah, spoilers. I don't care about spoiling movies. Uh, Josh, what do you think about Gavin O'Connor? It's cool. That it? Apt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he also made Jane Got a Gun. I like that movie. That was really good. Hmm. Cody, any... That Excitement does not over anyway. Gavin O'Connor? No. Nope. That's fine. I forgot that Suicide Squad Two was actually even a movie. So well, it remains to be seen whether it actually be, is made. So just like with all hoping. these, DC's got they announced like fifty movies, and probably a third of them are actually going to happen. So, but um, I just want to know where Superman, like Man of Steel Two, is. Like I could give a shit about Suicide Squad. Give me Superman. Another Superman movie. Well, we gotta get our Superman alive first. Come on, no, bud. But I just hope that's. I don't want it to be announced to like undercut Justice League, depending on what happens there. But I just want to know that it's gonna happen. That's all. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Suicide Squad two? I'll watch it. Yeah. Josh. It's gonna happen. Is hey. it that? Is it though? Do you th- are you sure? I mean, the first one made a shitload of money, so. It remains to be seen if the uh, reaction, uh, the critical reaction hurts the sequel. I think it will a little bit, but not too much. And then, to more importantly, I was right. And what happened, Josh? Stuff. What happened? Big stuff. What happened? Star Wars. A guy did a, guy did a thing. Star Wars fired Colin Trevorrow from Episode Nine. Praise be to the Lord. I saw it coming. Are you glad? Oh, I don't care. I didn't see Book of Henry. You, you kind of did. Eh, a little bit. It sounded funny. It, it oh, it was hysterical, but it was terrible. Uh, Josh, what do you think about the firing of Colin Trevorrow or Trevor? Or I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to get happy that someone lost their job. I mean, well, he didn't lose his job. He lost a job. He's still going. Oh, yeah, he lost a job. Like, he got fired. I'm not. Scripts. I know, but it's like I'm not like. It's like I feel bad for him. I mean, I'm like I'm not. I wasn't thrilled, or I was still like perfectly fine with him doing the movie. I'm not like. I don't want the guy to never direct again. I just don't want him to direct a Star Wars movie. That's all. You gotta earn that right, baby. You gotta well, prove. yeah, but I'm just saying. It's like I've done him not doing this movie is like. I mean, if he ended, if he did end up doing it, I would have been fine with it. I, I just more of the ethical reasons. It's like no, you just you need to prove yourself a little bit for me. I think that that's too legendary of a property to just give it to some schmuck who made Book of Henry. You know, I just don't know how it took this long. I really don't. At least they're doing it now and not <laughs> next summer in the middle of filming. Which brings a question of, what does this say to you guys about Disney and Lucasfilm and that their whole creative process? I mean, I'm fine with it. I still think they're doing things the right way. Whoever gets us the best Star Wars movie, I don't really care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't help but like, think, like, the, whoever signs I, on to do this is going to be, like, kind of have one foot put out the door almost and maybe preparing another project just in case this falls through. Was like, like I, I, I don't... The whole, like, they're too controlling or really, I guess just really Kathleen Kennedy. It's like, this is the biggest property, like, in the world of movies. You got to be protective of it. And you got to, you got to, if you, this is what you want it to be, you got to make sure that's what it is. I I just think eventually, eventually there's going to be, eventually it's going to come into account where they want to get a direct, like, you know, an Old Republic spinoff. They approach Guillermo del Toro to make it or whatever. (laughs) That'd be awesome. You know, Stop a couple, I, maybe a couple of years ago, well, the thing is, it would have been for, no, but a couple of years ago it would have been like an immediate yes. But now that they've canned four, or they've they've fired two, I guess three directors technically with Lord and Miller, and then downgraded another. So it's gonna eventually there's gonna be a conflict of a director saying I want to do this, but I don't want to get fired halfway through, and there's and there's. They might lose out on people that they really want to get because of their management style. Yeah, I think it's not so much their management. It's kind of the way they hire people or have been hiring people up until now, which I think is going to change um, because they pretty much have been just going for people that are hot. Like you got J.J. Abrams right off his two Star Trek, or Star Trek movies, and he was more well-known than anyone else probably. Yeah. Um, but 
And then you got Ryan Johnson, who was at the time he I mean, he's honestly of all these people, I'd still consider him like st- sort of those one of those more up and coming people like Gary <clears throat> Edwards or uh, 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 Lauren Miller, someone like them. But I mean, he was I think he's much better, but um, and maybe a little bit more well known, but he's still kind of one of those people. But then for everyone else, it's been like a up and coming person who's just kind of done something that was successful. And then it seems like they're just hiring those kind of people, see what they can bring to the table, but they're not going to do that anymore. And they're not, and they're going to kind of play more of a wait and see game with who they're hiring. And they're not just going to immediately grab someone um, because they did a successful movie. They're going to probably make sure they're both on the same page, like 15 times over before the script has even started. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I just I think it's goes down to the way they've been hiring their directors rather than the way they're running the company. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, but um, I'm not worried uh, right now uh, because again, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased because it's my favorite thing in the world. But I don't know. I just uh, I trust Kathleen Kennedy and I trust her decisions because so far we've gotten two awesome movies, in my opinion. Yeah. No, there's just there's an old saying that once is a mistake, twice is a coincidence and three times is a pattern. So we've officially gotten to the point of it's become a pattern. And, you know, who knows what's going to what movies they have down the road, you know, it seemed the thinking is that the next spinoff we're going to see is Obi-Wan. Um, I'm a little nervous about that. I just I feel like we're going to get into this all over again. And see, I'm not. I think because that's because they got a different kind of director for that, at least so far. Well, they had a well, who who's the director again? Because they haven't they have an Oscar. They have an Oscar, I think, winning director for Obi-Wan. What's his Ooh. name? I can't remember. Stephen uh, Daldry, I think his name is. He did Billy Elliot. He's an established guy who's been in the business for like 20-something, 30-something years. Yeah. He's not Lord Miller who just got off the boat and made Lego Movie and Jump Street and that's it. Well, he's made it's, it's, Lord Miller made three movies <clears throat> and they've been in the business for like 10 years. So I think you're selling them a little short. I'm not – no, but you know what I'm saying. Like they're not – the high caliber. They're not Ron Howard. They're not JJ. They're not Ryan Johnson. Well, Ron they're Howard's not... not Ron Howard anymore. He hasn't had a hit in forever. Ron, Ron Howard's great. I don't. I know he's Ron great, Howard. but he has. He's not like a, you know. Oh, Ron Howard movies coming out. Lord Miller, he used to be, but now that's that's what Lord Miller were. They're like, oh, Lord Miller movie coming out. We're gonna go. I gotta go see it. But he's established. Yeah. They're not. I think they're plenty established. They've been in the business not, for not, a few not, years. Not even close to that level. When what you say mean? Phil Lord and Chris Miller, how many people? Off the street are going to know that name compared well, to Ron Howard. How many Howard. people are going to know that name when of the guy doing Obi Wan? Yeah, nobody's going to know Stephen Daldry. They're both that's, they're both yeah, known what... in the business. They're known except like most people don't know directors. They don't like maybe people know Spielberg. Maybe they know Scorsese, and they probably know Nolan. Those are probably the only three directors that you know your random person on the street knows. But like you know Ron are... Howard's brother. He's a brother. Oh, well, Clint, right? People don't know Clint Howard. Are you kidding me? Everyone knows Clint Howard. Nobody I don't knows know who's Clint that guy. I don't never he's even his, heard of him. He's his funny brother. Who's in like his, who's in all of his moves for a minute? But I, Lord Miller, are established names. I think. I don't. I think, think once you make two, they're not established. They're not established talents like not? Ron they Howard. Made, they made three. They made movies three movies. Possibly, they made that were extremely they made, profitable and critically successful. How's that not established? They, they have are a not brand. established in the same way. They, they are not brand. established in any way the same way. Yes, they told <laughs> Cody. They are not. Break the tie. And so the ties are the is debate Lord, is whether Lord or not Miller established directors. When like they as established as uh, they're, they're established over the last five six years. Yeah, and they're, they're, still, no, they're still they're still making as known as uh, they're still making their place known. Guys. They're still you know creating their legend right now ron howard isn't doing that jj abrams isn't doing that ryan johnson is is doing JJ that but and, some no, somehow no, it's working out for him jj and miller are basically in the same spot in terms of their franchise experience coming in they both had jj had a couple star trek movies under his belt just like the millers had jump street he also had a mission impossible and uh had even did he make yeah and super eight so he's got one more movie on him 
But they've they've and all JJ's, made franchise And JJ's stuff. also been in the TV business since the early 2000s. So have Lord Miller. They've written for TV. They wrote for How I Met Your Mother he for ran a couple JJ ran a show. Yeah, he ran Lost. But in terms of movies, I think they're pretty similar. I don't think they're similar at all. Lord Miller had writing credits back in... Writing, directing, and producing credits back all the way back to 2002. That was their first movie that they, or the first show that they ran. And then they had producing credits on a couple others. A few writing credits. They executive produced Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Last Man on Earth. I think they were very similar directors coming into that, that point. They are, where, not, they are not on the same level as J.J. Abrams. That's true. I know, not now, but at that time in their careers. When they got Star Wars, they were when pretty they, close. I don't no, think they, they were. were. They to J.J. Abrams? No. To J.J. Abrams in 2000. 14 or whatever it was to Lord Miller to 2015 are not the same. I think thing. if you look, if look at the filmographies and they're, you know, JJ Super thing. 8, Star Trek, Star, Star Trek in the Darkness, Mission Impossible. Uh, he was he produced the Cloverfield. He did he produced a lot of things. He ran mm-hmm. Lost. Like but I think what Miller, they both I think they all reached the threshold of being like people. Yeah, maybe Abrams yeah, at that point was probably a little bit more he had a little bit more under his belt, they, but they both reached the estab- the peak or like the threshold between being kind of a person for hire and being an established creator. That I don't know about that. No, just, I don't think they were. To tally up the stuff that they did, it's it's not it's cut and dry. And JJ has more and bigger and more well known. Yeah, a little bit, but they're like I said, they the threshold. There's a threshold, and they, I'm saying Lord Miller passed it where they can be considered established. Creators. I'm not saying that they're as big of a name, but they're established. That's the point. So, anyways, I'm nervous for Stephen Daldry. His agent's probably in his in his ear, being like, "Hey, man, you need to be sure about this because you don't want to get fired." We actually ran a poll about this: who should direct Star Wars Episode Nine? Between 58 votes were cast. So the options were J.J. Ryan Johnson, Matthew Vaughn, and other. Bring in the rear was Matthew Vaughn with 12 percent. I think that's a good choice. I think that would be he could he's got Kingsman. It's going to be over. That's already established. He can pass it on to somebody to direct the next one or write the next one or whatever he needs to do. He can. I think he can step right in and they can make their release date. But um, coming in third place, this is surprising. J.J. Abrams, twenty six percent, and in third in second place was other with 28% but nobody replied so i don't know who other was but i'm assuming <laughs> there's some other directors there but the almost clear and away winner was Ryan Johnson at 34% and there was a report that came out that said Ryan Johnson was or Lucasfilm wanted to keep him around and he's been surprisingly quiet on the social media front so do you guys think that there might be some smoke to that uh, or some fire to that smoke hope so i mean probably i think that's I think whoever they got, or however they're going to get, they got them already. And it's just a matter of time before we find out who it is. Right. So, But do you think it's going to be Ryan? That's the oh, yeah. I, I think so. it's I, th- I think it's all but pretty much done that he's going to do it. I think it's, uh, he's going to write it too. Uh, I can't think of anybody who I – th- I can't think of anybody other than maybe Vaughn and uh, – I'm sure there's other people based on their schedules, but they're just not coming to mind that could – make this release date, but if they want to say, you know, we're going to kind of not start from scratch, but we're going to sort of start over, get a new screenwriting team, get a new director in, and then push it, push their movie to December again. I could see them doing that or like, or more likely get a Vaughn, get a, get Johnson back, get JJ back, somebody who can, who's familiar or capable and just kind of have them step in and just uh, take the ball and run with it. If you still want to make, the May release date, and that's I think that's the next domino to fall. Like we're gonna if they if they announce that oh we're moving back to December, then you can I'm you, we can be pretty sure that they're gonna find they're gonna get a director out of their current wheelhouse of like their current stable or whatever of people. But I'm excited about it. Uh, Last Jedi must be good if they're that comfortable where they can can a director a couple a few months before filming. So that gives me. Uh, the heart, the little tingles. So I'm excited about that. Uh, any more Star Wars thoughts? Can't wait for the next one. Yeet. Trailer possibly soon, maybe? I don't know. But football's starting, so we can... The clock is ticking for a new Star Wars trailer. So, All right, let's, uh, let's talk about some Stephen King now. Uh, Cody, I want to get your first 
reaction? Like, how do you remember the first Stephen King thing you remember seeing or reading or Shining. whatever? Shining. Yeah, I didn't have good parents. They uh, they let me watch stuff like that. I think you had great parents in that case. Yeah, I did. Um, no, I, yeah, I think that was the first movie I saw. I tried reading the book. I couldn't do it because I'm not actually very good at reading. But apparently, obviously, listen to our bonus episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that movie was good. And then I think I saw bits and pieces of It, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Spooked me probably. But no, Stephen King hasn't really been a huge part of my life. Except for the, well, the movies have. A couple. One of them has been at least. <sighs> I wonder which one it could be. Oh, boy. Uh, Josh, what about you? First Stephen King-related thing you remember watching or reading or whatever? Um, I want to say it was The Shawshank Redemption. I forgot about that book. But it might have been Cujo. Cujo? You see, have you seen that? I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah, that it's it's not good. Um, <laughs> oh, is it? I thought it was good. No, it's not good. Um, Sad. Despite what nostalgic people will tell you. Um you were the most nostalgic person I know, and you're calling yeah, me a lot for nostalgia. Well, that's because I watched most of this stuff when I was able to tell what's good and what's not. Yeah, I guess I think it was Cujo, because I saw that when I was, like, 11. And that didn't scare you it, off dogs? And it didn't, it didn't scare me at all, so... Wow. See, I know a lot of people who, that movie, like, like nope, no dogs, not about that. Sorry. They just swore off dogs completely. Is that why you don't like dogs? No, I've never seen it. I, and oh. I like dogs. I just don't like him as much as cats. That's because you're crazy. Nope, I'm normal. I'm a, I'm a human being. I have a heart. We're all different. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine was Shawshank, because I, I came to that movie later when I started watching movies for uh, for the first time. I'm partly Part of me wants to say that I s- saw the Family Guy episode about Stephen King first, but I'm not sure <laughs> when that came out. Like if that it came out recently, I think was it was it? probably before that. It was like season nine. Okay, I saw Shawshank maybe when I was fifteen or sixteen, so that I guess that would probably be it. Um, but I so I've sort of come I've come around to Stephen King. He is not a an author. I read a lot. I've read I've only read one of his books. Unfortunately, it's um, which one Under the Dome. Because it was based on a TV show, but the TV, the show diverted from the plot. Like it, it wasn't so much an adaptation as it just borrowed the concept and used it. So I wanted to read the actual book book, and I did, and it was really really cool. Uh, it was just it's just about like a small town, obviously in Maine, where a dome falls on them and people are like, oh, what's going on? And they try to figure it out. It's surprisingly enjoyable. Um, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's he loves Maine, and you know Maine's cool. Uh. I sort of worked my way through his movies, and I've got some that I really, really like, and none that I don't, I think I, yeah, I don't think I don't like any of them. I've liked what I've seen, so. Um, I want to, I'm going to start with this, the conversation with one of his movies, and that is, uh, The Green Mile. Have you guys seen that? Long uh, time ago. Have not seen it. I you want to. You've not seen Green Mile. Haven't. I know what it's about, but. Wow. It's a long ass movie. See, I, I, is it though? I don't remember it being that. It's like that. three hours long. I know it's two VHS yeah. tapes. <laughs> two VHS tapes. Wow. See, I, I've seen it a couple of times. It's been a while since I've revisited it. But yeah, one hundred eighty-nine minutes. I did not. Huh. Wow, that is a long movie. I don't remember it being that long though. That's the thing. I never. Uh, hmm. Um. But I, I love that one. That's one of my favorites of his. I think he's. For whatever reason, he's really good at prison stories, and Frank Darabont's good at making prison stories. I guess because it's kind of it's kind of his thing. Um, yeah, that I I don't want to say too much without without spoiling the main uh, the main plot, but I I really really like it. Maybe I'll check it out again someday. But um, I'd I'd have to be one among my favorite uh, Stephen King stories and adaptations or whatever. Uh, you said you've seen it, Cody. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I'd like to watch it again, though. Yeah. I remember crying. I think I did, too. And it's at a very certain point. Uh, with a, uh, somebody who you wouldn't... Something you wouldn't expect to cry about. Is, I think, when I cried. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. And it's another great Hanks movie. I mean, that's... 
That's just Hanks is so good, and he worked great with uh, off Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace, and all that. Uh, just a very very sweet movie. I'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, Cody, what's what's uh, what Stephen King movie do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Let's, I'll save The Shining for for Josh because I know he likes it. Yeah. Um, Red Room. You talk about Misery is a good one. Love Misery. I have not seen Misery. Misery is really good. Yeah. Misery is great. I know I'd like it though because it's in the snow. I like movies in the snow. <laughs> um. Oh, oh yeah, it's Kathy Bates' best movie for sure. Yeah. I can't refute that. <laughs> I don't know. Kathy I, I don't know what else we can talk about. It. Get excited for that. But would you like about um, uh? Would you like about Misery? Well, what did like it for you? The performances. There's especially there's Kathy a, Bates is amazing in that. There's a scene in Misery. Yeah, with the that block. is one of. The, with what? With like the wooden block or whatever. Yes, it's yeah, one of the that. most disturbing things. It's uh, God. When you get mad at me if I just watch that scene. Yeah, a little bit. Just watch the but movie. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've already seen it. So. I haven't. Okay, well, don't watch it. But I want to. Why? I'm going to do it. Why do you like spoiling everything for yourself? I'm not spoiling it. I'm just... I'll forget it, probably. Hold on. No, you're, oh my Favorite God. scene from Misery. Let's see this. What is she even doing? They didn't even, they're not even going to show it. That's stupid. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez <laughs> Louise. Ooh, baby. Ah, that must have hurt. Yikes. What kind of person does that? She's not nice, is she, in that movie? No. Mm, no. She's no, pretty I've, miserable. I, I, like I said, I, only with, the only thing I've seen with Misery is the Family Guy episode. So that's my that's my Josh you moment there. dirty birdie. Yeah, dirty birdie. <laughs> my favorite, sorry, we're going to go on a mild Family Guy change. My favorite part about their Misery episode is where Stewie goes out and he like goes to leave to get paper or something like that and he's got his big wheel and he pretends and to be he's, he's like I don't know it's not starting oh it sounds flooded <laughs> so funny Family Guy's a good show um, but Misery okay um, anything you don't like about it nope no? good film good film alright Josh throw a Stephen King movie out there um well The Shining obviously uh, that one sucks. Sorry. Shut up. I like it. Um, I like <laughs> Jack Nicholson's worst movie. Easy. What are you talking about? He just ha- he, he just plays himself in that movie, you know. You know. No, he actually gives a performance in that movie. No, he just plays himself. No. Oh wait, I shouldn't say that because I don't know Jack Nicholson personally, Josh. Oh, you got him! Boom! You did it. That's like one of your favorite movies, right? It's yes. We will see it again in another list soon. Hint, hint. Top five worst um, movies ever. Top one, got baby. It. We got it. Top five um, worst movies ever is the list, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just, to me, it's it's the best horror movie of all time. So, but, it's so good. But I wasn't scared. Is that bad? Why Why not? I don't know. I'm scared every time I watch it. It doesn't scare me. It's a psychological horror movie. Yeah, that doesn't do it for me. I don't get, I don't get freaked out unless there's actual scares in it. Well, that's... Otherwise, I just thought... You're I just the problem. Looked at it. I'm not... I'm not saying it's bad by any means. I'm just saying I didn't. It didn't, like, it didn't scare me. That's all. Like if I if I watched The Conjuring, uh, if I when I watched The Conjuring, I had to s- watch it with the lights on, even though I've seen I'd seen it already. Like when I watched the first one at home, and like, it kind of gave me the. I know that I've lived in this house for twenty whatever years, and that this random popping and clicking doesn't mean anything, and it's nothing. But what if it is? What if it's a ghost? Shining. I was like. Ah, wow, this is a really good, good movie, really interesting story, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't. It gets in, into I don't your anticipate, head. I don't anticipate moving to a, you know, a hotel, and having somebody, I who moves there with me lose their mind and chase me through a field with an axe. You it's know, not, that's but not I could see ghosts happening. You know, that's like, not what it's meant to do, though. Okay, what's it meant to do? It's it's unsettling. It's like just meant to like disturb you and like. The only thing that disturbed me yeah. was the furry scene. The what? The furry scene. The furry scene. Where the guys, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that freaked me out a little bit because like that furries, furries in general are just weird people, and they're they all have the capacity to be killers. But um, what if we lost like half of our followers because you just said that? Bring it. I would love it if only furries <laughs> listen to us. At me, furries. 
Um, okay, but what? But what makes The Shining stand out as a among Stephen King's films for you? And I, I guess this is kind of the thing Stephen King doesn't like about it, because it's like something he doesn't like is that in the beginning, uh, Jack is already kind of comes off as a little weird and crazy. Um, I don't agree, but that's you know Stephen King, whatever. Um, but it's like this, just a simple story of a normal dude who loses his mind and kills his family. Like that's so true because that's like such a th- real thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And probably has happened a million times. And like just the way Stanley Kubrick puts it together and like uses so much imagery and the cinematography. Yeah, cinematography. Sim- that might be some of the like, best I've seen in a horror it's movie. It's the, really good. The symbolism and like everything, the way it all comes together, it's just it to me it's just it scares me and it unsettles me. But it like also fascinates me at the same time, so, and it's like one of those rare movies that like it's it's a long movie. I think it's like two and a half hours, but like there is not a moment I would cut out of it. Like there's everything just le- every single thing leads to the next. So, okay, I but but Shelley Duvall is great. She's a, no, I'm not said. saying she's she gives a great performance, but she is just she's it, annoying as hell. She I is no, I'm not. She's just a mess to look at. <laughs> who cares like she you there's and, nothing you and, about her that's you looks and looks stable. are just i don't know just her eyes just do they they drive me nuts I mean, she's got this between, enormous eyes between between this and et i just i don't know okay well that's just that's personal bias and i can i understand that i told you i told you me not liking et was the stupidest reason to not like a movie but it's my reason so i have to own it i just can't watch et and she shelly duvall does not get to et level for the ET levels for me, but she gets close. <laughs> like, like with Babadook. With Babadook, I was totally rooting for the mom to just like ice out her son. And then in, in the yeah, shining, kind of I was point. like, please, like axe her right in the face, please, if Jack Nicholson, do it. She's horrible. I would just they did. It was tough for me to like root for her, you know. Like I, don't, I really don't give a rip if she survives or not. Like the kid, sure, don't kill the kid. He's a good kid, but her, it's like, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. But. <laughs> Um, that scene though, um, I think, I think the best scene in the movie is when he goes to the bar and the movie just completely oh, yeah. changes. Cause it's like, yeah. who the f- what? Yeah. But like, that's so jarring, but it's also not at the same time, you know? Cause like, the, the, the world is set up so well in that circumstance and the sci-fi, I don't know if you want to call them sci-fi, but the f- psychological horror elements of it are so strong that he walks into a room like was it? I can't remember. Was there a party going on, or was it just? Yeah, the bartender? There's, a, there's a ball going on. Yeah, we're just like, yeah. oh, it's I like that this turn. And, this that and the scene after it is two of the best exposition scenes I've ever seen. I can't remember what's the scene after it. The scene after is where the guy where um Grady spills the wine oh, on his shirt in the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom. Yep. I don't remember that. The the guy like the ghost of Grady talks to Jack. And he's talking about how he killed his right, 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 right. Yeah, no, uh, remember. Uh, no, that was yeah. really cool. And then he's like, "You got to do it too." And yeah, I feel like we don't talk it's enough. Corrected. Yeah, I feel like we don't talk enough as a society and a movie-loving society about the ending of this movie because it's a total mindfuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when we talk about oh, best ending ever, it's got to be like, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, like twist endings. Yeah, Planet of the Apes. People talk about Planet of the Apes. Talk about Shyamalan. They talk about Usual Suspects. But no, The Shining's is like incredible. He's in yeah. the picture from like fifty years ago, and there's kind of an explanation for it. Like, wh- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean the the whole I think the idea is that he that he was the caretaker, but there, I mean I'm still not sure how I, like what the ending means. But again, that's why I like it because it's just I'm constantly every time I watch it, I'm like, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's so. definitely an ending that's done with it's it's open ended, but it's. There's a lot of different ways you can kind of think about it that'll lead you to different places, and they're all supported by the movie itself. So, I don't know. What, what do you think of the ending of Shining Cody? Do you have a a theory, or does it is it clear to you that it's one certain thing? I, I don't know. I think it's open-ended. It's like the ending of Inception. Yeah. Well, that's not open-ended. It falls. The thing topples. You don't know that. It's about to. You don't know that. I do. Don't. Sad. You don't see it. If they don't die on the screen, that doesn't mean they're dead. That's true. That's true. Inception is open-ended. And I've always just assumed that it fell. But Nolan, like Nolan said, the the ending of that is the top. The spinning top isn't important. It's important that he looks at his kids. That's the important part. 
that he doesn't look away. So, sure, that's what Nolan said. Um, sure, I'm not. That's not sure. That's the director's vision. I think, sure, and that makes a lot of sense. He doesn't care if the top of, if he doesn't care if he's in limbo or in the in a dream anymore because he wants to see his kids. That's cute. Um, but shining ending. <sighs> I don't know. My thought was like. I thought I just thought he was a ghost. My, the first time I saw, it, like I don't know how it doesn't make sense, and it, like it's not supported at all. Because like, what does him coming to the sh- the hotel mean, and what does it that he has kids mean? But that's just where I thought, or maybe if you want to if you want to talk me into it, his embodiment being reincarnated, then sure, I can dig that. But something that might be a little bit more interesting would be what if when he came into the ballroom. He, like, stepped through a time rip or something like that, and then a part of it, his soul stayed there and lived in the past and then was, like, in the picture, <laughs> you know? What? No. I, do, I don't know. Do you, do you have any better theories? You're just spitballing, baby. I don't know. Exactly. So you can't knock down mine unless I'm like, oh, maybe he's... Maybe it's all Pickle Rick. That's what it is. <laughs> pickle Rick! Cody, next movie? <sighs> what do we got? Um... Talk about the Dark Tower. You saw the Dark wasn't Tower. Wasn't that bad? Oh, that's yeah, right. I did. You did see that. Yeah, it was okay. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of fun. Not the shit show everybody said it was going to be. Do you see any pos- any potential for a sequel or a continuation? They're doing a TV show about it. With McConaughey? I don't know. No spoilers. He dies at the end of the movie. What? He's the villain. <laughs> I know, but his character doesn't die, doesn't he? Yeah, it does. That movie is seven books. Yeah, isn't this like after the books are over or something like that? That's what the TV show's gonna be. Oh my god, that's a mess. That's a mess. just let it go. Just let it go. It's not bad. I don't think right. they need to let it go. It's fine. But why make that movie though? If you're not even gonna do, uh, whatever. just set up the television show. Okay. Now, did the movie the movie even make money? I don't know. No, it bombed. All right. Um, you done with Dark Tower? Yeah. Um, yeah. It made a hundred on a sixty million dollar budget, so that's not good, but not really a bomb. For me, I think my favorite Stephen King movie might be Stand by Me. Oh, that's a good one. Ah uh, man, it's just. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I just kids in movies are always like nine times out of ten are just the absolute worst. But I love these kids, and I love their act. They, their acting is so strong and. I just love I love watching it and knowing the person that Corey Feldman became because it's just it's so funny because he's like out he's completely out of his mind right now and just he was so innocent in this movie and again the Family Guy parody is great with the trains and the uh, just everything that's I love that it's my favorite Family Guy episode but fa- Stand by Me is one of my favorite movies and spoiler alert it's also Stand by Me by either. Ben King or Otis Redding is like my favorite song ever. So it just, all that just combines into such a great, great movie. Um, and just, hey, you guys want to go see a dead body? It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Movies overcomplicate themselves. Just let's go see a dead body. That's all you got to do. Well, I've been listening to um, the film. It audiobook for his book, It. And apparently, kids in the 50s were just fucking dumb. I know. I hate it when people talk about how stupid kids are nowadays, like at any point. It's like, really? All just, kids are stupid. That's just kids, life. Yeah. It's this, It's always been that way, and it always will be that way. They get smart as they grow older. That's kind of a thing that happens with everybody. Hmm. It happened with you. You were stupid. It wasn't that stupid. Yes, you were. You were, you got were that the, But the, it, the book is super weird because I feel super nostalgic about it. Yeah. Like, they keep bringing up things, but... <laughs> I didn't go to a soda fountain when I was a kid. Yeah. It's just, it's weird that it, he's a, he must be a really, really good writer if he can do that. Hey, Cody, I was born in the wrong generation. I wasn't. I was born in the perfect generation, I think. But I'd be so, I wasn't. I'd be so bummed if I couldn't uh, play video games like I do now. True. Why, why are we, what generation do you belong in, Josh? The one that isn't this one. I hate this one. Our generation's awesome. We no, it's made, not. It's garbage. We made meme culture. Oh, yeah. my God. Fidget Stop. spinners. Fidget spin- yeah, fidget spinners. Uh, I already threw mine out. You had one? 
Yeah. yeah I didn't buy one. I just used other people's. Okay, I buy a fidget spinner. It's like sure, whatever. No, our generations, we're we're good. We're, we're stupid, we're... but we're not. We're just as stupid as the ones before us. Mm, that's, Are we talking that's... about millennials or just like in the eighteen to twenty-five? I don't know. Okay, no, we'll we'll do great things. I'm sure. Um, so Josh, next Stephen King movie. I think we're almost running out of the good ones. Uh, we haven't talked about the best one. Shawshank. 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 We did it. We said it. I love Shawshank. Shawshank's so good. What's a, what do you like about Shawshank? Other than everything. Do I really need to discuss everything? Yeah. Bam. Tim Robbins. Bam. Morgan Freeman. Oh. That's his name. Keep going. Um, uh, shit. The warden. Uh, <laughs> the guy, the warden. Um, Tommy. His face was here. Uh, Brooks. Yeah. The um, uh, um uh, the prison, and yeah, was, the cigarettes. Yeah, um, boy. Andy Dufresne getting raped in the shower. Uh, <laughs> not as much. Yeah, sisters. Boy. Sister. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, that movie's that movie's messed up, man. The ending. Quick, the Josh. Where tunnel. do they go? Where do they mm-hmm. go, Josh? Where's Bro- Where's Red and Where did Red and Andy meet? In a beach. Where? What's in, What's it called? It's one of your favorite movies. You gotta remember. And why do I remember this? Why don't you? I don't know. Why would I? Because it's a part of the movie. Movie trivia, impromptu movie trivia. For we did it. Double or nothing. All your points. Or nothing. <laughs> oh, Where's it shit. called? Oh shit! Oh shit! Five. I don't know. Four. Three. Hurry up, two, Google. One. <laughs> Cody? Oh, I don't know. Zewatanejo. 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 It's great. Um, Shawshank's good, though. Shawshank's real good. My favorite character is the warden. He's such a little bastard. He is such a little bastard. He's I a great him. villain. He's one of the best. One of the best ever. There's no way you can't... You can do anything but hate that guy. And I know that's like... He's a villain, obviously, but... Some villains are just like, okay, you're... You're doing this, but I don't... I think you're going to be pretty easy to take down, but he is so like, there's no chinks in his armor throughout the entire movie. You're like, wow, they're just, Andy's just going to have a real shit life for a while, isn't he? But no, he out, he outsmarts him and he, he takes his shoes and he crawls through shit and he escapes. And it's just, uh, it's great. It's absolutely great. Um, and then the, what's the, I, I love also the character. What's the name of the prison guard? Like the main prison guard. He's like a dick kind of, but he like beats up the sisters. The, the the prison guy. I don't know. I call him prison guy. Yeah. I don't know. He is one of my. F- he might be my favorite. Like, or th- maybe the most complex character in the movie because he is like a cool guy, but also just a complete jackass at the same time. And he's just really, yes, Haywood. No, Cap- Captain Byron Hadley. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> like he goes to the he goes to prison or whatever at the end, and I was like, oh. Okay. But he let them drink beer on the roof and be free men and stuff. So is he that bad? Uh, he's just, he's very, uh, he's complex, and I've always liked him. He's a man's man. Yeah. He's just, he, he's always complaining about, oh, like he wins a lottery, and then he immediately starts complaining about how he has to buy a car, and then his kids want to ride, so he'll have to, like, take care of the car, so it's not even worth getting all the money, you know? He's just like, <laughs> so... it's like come on, man. I don't know, I've always liked him. What do you think he had, Lee Josh? It's good. What do you mean just good? I didn't say just good. I said it's good. I'm saying, what do you like about Hadley, though? Not it. It's a man, goddammit. Whatever. Come on, you, you, do you even like the movie? I haven't seen it in a while. Why not? Because I don't watch it every day. You watch Lion King every day. It's because oh, Lion King's a masterpiece. And Shawshank Damn isn't? It. Well, it's not as, as good. <gasps> it's, it's... He said it, Cody. Did you hear him? I don't know if that's true, though. I mean, Lion, King is, Lion King is better. Lion fine. I mean, Shawshank Redemption is a masterpiece. Lion King is like Lion King's fucking Hamlet. I can just read it. So what? A bit. So they're not. They're pulling directly from something else instead of so what pulling from a their different things and making their own. That's yeah. I. I don't care. But at least it's not about consumerism, right, Mason? You bet. I'm okay with that. Asshole. If it, what? <laughs> <laughs> who? What? Who? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> you, Nothing. 
You're fake news. You're the fake Publish our, our texts on the, the Twitter so I'm people right. know what we're I'll talking pu- about. I'll find my ass. I'll dig up my essay and put it out there. Yeah, oh my god. Amazing. It was a great essay. I nailed it. I, I haven't seen The Mist. Have you guys seen The Mist? No, I heard it was garbage. I heard it was okay. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Uh, Carrie. That's another great one I love. Yeah, I haven't I've seen, never that. seen that. It's one of my favorites. I have not seen that. The new one or the old one? I mean, the new one's fine, but the old one's great. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find yeah. something that I've something else I've seen. It's like like most of his ad, most of these Stephen King adap, excuse me adaptations are kind of like shitty, but or at least I've heard are shitty because I don't want to really watch that many of them. But I really don't care. Like I've how it doesn't matter how bad I've heard one of his adaptations is. I I'm always interested to see the next one if I'm interested in it. You know, it's like he usually that I I always feel like that's the director's fault and not his story's fault, you know? Um, yeah, I guess yeah. I can't see anything else that I've really, I've seen in um, the movie world. One other, one other is a good one, uh, Pet Cemetery. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't. It's really good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really creepy. There's a dead kid. I love dead it's great. kids. Dead kid and all. You actually, get, you actually see a kid get hit by a car, or a, a truck. That's, that sounds funny. The only thing I'll, else I'll mention is like, is Under the Dome. I think, for all, it's a terrible, terrible show, but it's so much fun to watch. Anything else, you guys? Any Stephen King thoughts or movie opinions? We'll talk about it next time. Yee yee. Josh, you hate the it, the it TV movie, right? Oh, it's fine. I like it. Oh, you just think people deify it a little bit? Yeah, there's. A, I mean, it's the first half is a lot better than the second half, and Tim Curry's I great. The, I think the corniness of it is what people like. I'm not. Sh- and then, and Tim Curry's clown is. At a certain age, it is so it's scary, and you carry that fear with you. I think. Yeah. It's not scary like as a twenty-five-year-old man. If that scares you, that's weird. But if you're, if you like me, if you saw that on TV when you were a kid, because I remember seeing randomly on TV was Steve was uh, Tim Curry as it. I was like, that's terrifying. I don't want to see that anymore. And I like went into another room. I'm not scared of it now, obviously, but I recognize that that was one of the that. That was one of my fears all back in the day. So, I'm excited for the new movie. It's going to be great. Um, so, let's do a quick watching, reading, listening to. Cody, why don't you go ahead? Uh, like I said, I'm listening to it. The book. I'm about a third of the way done with it so far. It's how's the, pretty darn good. How's the narration? Oh, it's great. The guy's amazing. Is it somebody I know, or is it... No, just random. Okay, it's just some guy. I don't. I don't actually know his name. I just know he's really, really good. I don't know if you guys ever listened to it, but the Stephen Fry narrations of uh, is that what that's what it's called? Narration. Narrator. And yeah. The, narration. Well, terrible. like he did um Stephen Fry uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. He did it's the amazing. Harry Potter. Yeah, he did the Harry Potter ones too. And I always love those. So everybody loves Jim Dale though. That's true. That's I don't true. care for him. I think he's fine, but. Ooh, hot take. There uh, are better narrators. All right, Josh, watching, reading, listening to? Uh, I rewatched slash watched all the Saw movies. So you saw them? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Thanks, guys. Uh, I Boom. Just, I, I, See you later, everybody. I'm the best. <sighs> Which is, other than Saw 1, what's the best one? 2. Other than Saw 2, what's the best one? Three. And Saw 1. 4. And Saw 1, 2, and 3. What's the best one? 7. The rest don't really matter. Yeah. But the new fun. one coming out. They're fun, right? No, they're not. They're not. Really? But, 4 and 5 are terrible. But, like, uh, are they terrible? They're, are they terrible? That's fine. But are they fun to watch? No, not because really. They're, they're just boring. Do people get, like, their faces squished and stuff? Yeah, but it's like, that's not fun. That's fun. I think that's fun. That's not. I'm always down for that. I watched, like, four of those movies in one night on Halloween. I was so hyped. It was the best. Oh my god! I watch a Saw movie any day. I don't care. Saw 3D is god awful. Oh, that sounds awesome. But are, is it like gory and stuff? Does it do all that? I guess. Yeah, I don't care sure. about gore. I like gore. I like. I like to give like a. Sh- I like to like care about the characters. Okay, well, when you're six deep in a franchise, do you really? Other than Harry Potter and Star Wars, does that really happen enough to have yeah, uh, for you to have uh, that expectation? I mean, kinda. Yeah, no, I think well, horror Probably movies, horror it. franchises especially, eventually they just they have to get stupid. There's you can't sustain scares for that long. Tell that to Goosebumps. 
Those are intentionally stupid. Like, don't the Freddy movies got stupid, didn't they? Jason movies got stupid. Well, the first three were great. Yeah, but they got and then, stupid. And then they came back with seven. It was great again. Yeah, but there was a, make seven great again. Um, but there was like four, five, six that were awful, right? Yeah, and I just exactly. pretend those didn't happen. Exactly, but those are. So I'm just saying every horror franchise does that. So you should know it by now. And just to have yeah, fun with but it. like doesn't mean I have to like and it. Laugh at people. No, I like to criticize things that are bad. Just because you can't, you can also think that they're. You can also enjoy them while criticizing them. Like Book of Heaven. Then, then, then enjoy Avatar. Yeah, but that's not funny. That's not. <laughs> Avatar's that's, bad. That's not. That's not like it doesn't know it's bad. That's the thing. Most of those then movies enjoy know fight, that they're bad. Then enjoy Fight Club. No, yeah, Fight Club's just a good movie. Exactly. Fuck that movie. That's got. I got problems. It's nothing to criticize. It's plenty. To exactly. Criticize. Not really. I hate. I hate it when movies are all anti-materialism, anti-capitalism. I like stuff. I like having a PS4. I like, you know, certain so sweaters made by certain companies. So don't tell me I, sh- I shouldn't. Because otherwise well, we'd be... Thanks for, thanks for ed- ending this on a uh, communist note. <laughs> Is there any other way to do this then? Well, I actually did see some movies that I wanted... Four that I really want, care to talk about. Actually, five. Uh, I watched uh, Ryan Johnson's The Brothers Bloom. So I'm all caught up on Ryan Johnson. And what? What? That's a good movie. Have you seen it? What? Somebody laughed at me. I didn't say anything. I think Cody laughed at me. I hate you so I didn't much, laugh Cody. At you. I hate you so much. Uh, no. I don't laugh. Brothers Bloom is really good, though. Uh, it's like a ca- it's like a con man kind of caper thing. Adrian Brody's in it, so I understand how much of a turnoff that can be. But Rachel Weisz and Mark Ruffalo are really good, so it doesn't matter as much. And I saw Good Time, which is like a newer movie with Robert Pattinson. It was pretty good. Uh, st- aesthetically, it was tough for me to enjoy, but the story the story itself was fantastic. And then I rewatched the Lord of the Rings movies, and I think and Fellowship is it. my new favorite. Did you watch all of them? Like, like in all one day? No. of them? Oh, like the extended editions? Yeah. No. Why not? I don't want to. These are already three hours as it was. So? So that's too... That's, that's what's long. What's an extra hour? I don't want that. I've, I don't like that the... I don't like how the Lord of the Rings movies, like... They introduce so many characters later, later in the movies that I just don't care about. It's like, just... I want to hang out with Gimli and all those people. I don't need to... I don't give a shit about the goblins or the elves or whatever. Or the people in Rohan. Like, what do I care about their stupid story? Just... Keep it with well, the they main come cannon. to save the day and return of the king. No, but they're they're the Lando. Not really. <laughs> they come in late. They okay, come well, in those late. movies aren't. If Star Wars is three hours long and they shove Lando in for forty-five minutes, I'm gonna be pissed. But these are like three hours. I'm just like, okay, I don't just streamline it a little bit. The extended edition should have been twice as long as the normal ones. Normal no. the, the theatrical release one should tell the whole tell the main story with like the people that they, they set up in the beginning but then you get into like the denethor and his sons is a thing the guy that like gets burned alive and then... that's important it's, fair. it's boromir's dad he's the, one of the main characters in the first book i know but he Ooh. dies and they just move and they it's not like he just shows up he dies well, then they meet it's his important. brother okay i don't care they're good movies i love it's them devel- it's developing Plus the whole third like a lot of the movie takes place in gondor where he's the king so i, just, I felt like it, I felt like some of them just, come on, let's, I don't give a shit about people's brothers. It's, it's like Game of Thrones. There's too many, there's too many characters. There's not. It just overwhelms me. I don't know. Um, but also, characters. something, I don't know much about Lord of the Rings, so I'm hoping you guys can explain this to me. But what the hell is up with Sauron? He, like, never shows up. He's yeah. just the eye. I don't like that. That's that's the that's that's his character. I know, but I don't like He's that. He's getting his strength back. The whole point is the whole point is the whole they're building towards him getting him his strength back, him being him coming back, but it never happens because they stop it from happening. No, but it should happen because he's like it. Why it's be like if Harry Potter, like oh, like in the seventh book, we're like oh, if we don't kill Nagini, like we got to kill Nagini or else Voldemort will come back. It's like no, let Voldemort, Voldemort comes that's back. That's not, it's a different story. It's a different kind of story. I just don't like it. The movie has, it's like, yeah, the, I like, in the f- sense that this is like, 
the circumstances are the are the antagonists because they have this enormous like really long journey with a lot of twists and turns. That's cool, but to also kind of have a sort of villain at the same time with like Saruman and then the that one orc guy sort of takes over. It just feels like I just didn't. I just I like to. I wanted to see there would be like a final conflict, and apparently we they, they, well we got that in the Hobbit, and the Hobbit was crap. Fuck so the Hobbit. Oh my god, fuck the Hobbit. Ugh. So I'm going to say this. Movie. I'm going to say this and mean it. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a thousand times better than Harry Potter will ever hope to be. So stop I don't, comparing the two because there's one clear I'm not, winner. I'm not trying I, to, I, I don't, don't mean to compare them. I just I don't agree with that at all. I think Harry Potter is much better. Lord it of the Rings not. is like the only story like this, like this big, enormous scale story where the villain is like hinted at but never actually shows up. Which is cool. I like I, that. See, I – I would, but Sauron is so fucking cool. <laughs> if he if he wasn't so cool and had such a cool design and was such like a an overbearing force, then it's like okay, yeah, that's fine. Like if 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 uh, what's his name, Sauron? No, Saruman. What's yeah. Saruman? Yeah, if, if like he made the ring or something, that'd be cool. And like in addition to beating him, they also have to get rid of the ring. They be kind of like fighting a battle on two fronts. That'd have been fine, but. Sauron is like there, and he's so cool, and he's such a badass, and he's so he looms over this whole movie, but he never actually gets a chance to like get out into the battlefield and do shit. And I don't know, I just don't, from a story perspective, I just don't like that. I think it'd be just as bad as if Voldemort never showed up because he's set up so well. But that's not how. But they set up that. But they set up that story differently than they set up the story. That's how they set up that story. That's not how they set up. I don't like it. Well, that's your problem. No, that's a critiquing of the movie. There's no like main, there's they have a main villain that they don't use. No, they don't. They don't use Sauron. He doesn't so, sh- he, he's not the main he's not that's not the point. That's not what they're that's not the story they're telling. I know, but he's like you're saying, they're trying to substitute other villains in to make up for his absence. Yeah. So Sar Sar Saruman I can't name your fucking villains differently, first of all. <laughs> I can't remember which one's which, and I sound like an idiot with like a speech impediment every time I try to say it. But Saruman doesn't even die on screen; they just kind of like, oh, he's you know he's doing his thing. He's just in this tower. He's fine though. Where's it's cool. like, where's the closure there? If they had Dies closure in the with him, extended edition. Yeah, well, they show they show him die. Okay, well, so I didn't watch the extended edition. Well, maybe you should have. I don't want to because it's nine hours long. It's like Darth Vader doesn't show up at the end of. Or, like, like, Palpatine shows up at the end of episode th- six, doesn't he? He gets his, yeah. he gets to be like an overbearing force in the sense of like a Sauron. Because and that's, then... because that's, he's not wiped out at the beginning of episode four. Okay, but Voldemort's he's... wiped out at the beginning of Harry Potter. I don't, it's just, I don't like it. I don't like not having a main villain. I understand that's how the book was written, but I, if I read the books, I'd have a problem with that too. Like, okay, well, there's this guy that's sort of the, he ignited the whole plot, but he's just not there. I mean, it's they have a villain. It's just it's more of a threat than a villain. Like it's an impending, needs to be stopped before it starts kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's again that's fine. But I don't like it as much as if they actually if because like I I read that they scripted and storyboarded something like that a battle between Aragorn and Sauron. Like it was it was going to be in the movie. Make sense. I don't think that was that would that's have been. That's not com- true. That was completely I deviated. don't think that's true. That's, yeah, no. it's not in the books. I know. Well, he didn't. Even, well, it's again, it's an adaptation, so he didn't exactly make the books. And he, he make up. He made up all the stuff with Liv Tyler, didn't he? About how, like how her fate was tied to the ring. I don't know. I think he did. I don't know. That's just my personal preference, and I think the movie misses out on not having an awesome, cool battle between. You know, somebody and the guy that they're trying to stop. Otherwise, it's just nine, which is cool. But he's a great villain. I wish they. I mean, they they kind of do, but it's not like your typical battle. I mean, the battle is destroying the ring. I know. I'm aware of. I'm aware of the journey. I just think it would have been much stronger if Sauron actually got up off his ass and worked (laughs) a little bit. Otherwise, he's just chilling. He's not doing anything. Oh well. Six out of uh, four out of ten. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. I like them all. They're, you know, but I like Fellowship the more because it's, it just makes the most sense to me. 
It's maybe if I read the books, I would like these movies more. But I'm not going to do two that. Two Towers is the best. See, I thought that, but it just felt a little bit kind of inconsequential to me. And a little it's bit where fun. all the interesting stuff happens. I would go with I go with the first one and like the starting of the journey and the the mystery of it all. I I like I like Fellowship, but um, and the Balrog. Balrog's great. So next week we got it, which I still hate that title, but whatever. Um, Why? Because it's just like it's hard to say because it's it is a you know it's a word. I like the title. Just insert Stephen King's in front of it. It colon the Losers Club. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Better title. Um, yeah, so excited to talk about that one. And probably what they're going to call the sequel. But sure, that, I'm fine with that. I'll call it the Losers Club. Um, and then maybe we'll have a new Star Wars director, and then he'll get fired, and then we'll get another Star Wars director. And uh, wh- Josh, why don't you just do it? Just call up Disney. Just like I'll do it, unless they fire you, and that would suck. But oh well. <laughs> uh, so until next time, Josh, Cody, take it easy. Goodbye. Bye bye.